Montgomery Zuma. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Monsieur Zuma. You may call me Monty. Without waiting to be asked, he moved further into the dressing room and squeezed all of his substantiality, and there was much of it, into a small armchair. He squirmed until he was comfortable, pulling down his emerald green waistcoat so that it covered his bulging paunch and straightening the upper leg areas of his checkered plus-fours trousers in order to avoid creasing. Fifi Glusak tightened her swans-down-trimmed dressing gown more securely around her waist. "'And you may call moi la stupenda. Well, what can I do for you, Monte?' Oh, no, La Stupenda, it's more of a question of what I can do for you. He took another puff on the wretched-smelling tobacco, and this time blew the smoke out in a firm, somehow promising shaft that shot straight to the chandelier above them. Okay, then, what can you do for moi? Pausing only to crack his knuckles loudly and to fix her with a glinting eye, he launched himself like an overinflated dinghy upon the waves of conversation into his reason for visiting. My dear mademoiselle, I have come to you tonight on a matter of what you might call artifice. The whole realm of pretending has led me here, you might say. As you well know, the world is full of it, this pretending. Why, in your profession, it is how you make your living, is it not? Fifi Glusek stood and put her hands on her feather-lined hips. "'Say, what are you insinuating, that I don't blow all those tunes myself? Listen, monsieur, I know it looks impossible shoving my feet back behind my head and playing the flight of the bumblebee on the harmonica while I wriggle my toes in perfect rhythm, but I can assure you it's real.' I ain't no mime artist. Every contortion I turn, every note I play, is all my own work. The man raised his hands in front of himself. My dear Mademoiselle Glusak. La stupenda! My dear La stupenda, I assure you, I meant to cast no assertions that you are not genuine in your talents. Everyone's a critic, for goodness sake. You try bending over backwards to earn your living and see how easy it is. I was merely implying that the profession of the theatre is built on a pretense, is it not? All entertainers are doing some sort of pretending when they are performing. Wouldn't you agree? She sniffed and sat down again. I guess so, she answered, turning back to her mirror and taking up her sponge and cold cream. But not Fifi Glusak, the world's premier harmonicist contortionist. Which is why I'm here. He took another puff on the cigar and adjusted the angle of his fez. "'Do you mind if I ask you a rather personal question?' he whispered, leaning closer to her. "'Providing it's got nothing to do with that report in the Egyptian Gazette about moi and that shake. Gosh, all I did was get into a double-lock half-twist with inverted elbows and my nose behind my kneecap while doing somewhere over the rainbow. Next thing, he's offering me forty camels and a dozen oil rigs. No, no, it's nothing to do with that. No, what I want to ask is, do you earn enough money out of your profession to make you really... happy?' Fifi Glusak lowered her sponge and squinted at his reflected image. Why do you ask?
Well, I happen to know that theatrical people are mostly dreadfully underpaid, and this seems a great shame considering the wonderful work you all do. Why, mademoiselle, without the pretenders, the dreams of the ordinary people would be very flat. Wouldn't you agree? Oui, oui. And I've always believed that people of your ilk should be rewarded much more handsomely for the wonderful works you do. Money, as I have discovered, helps to buy happiness. You couldn't speak a truer word, Buster. We, a few extra piastres every week wouldn't go to waste, believe moi. Oh, I could give you much more than that, much, much more than that. How does the thought of rubies grab you? Big, fat, glistening red gems that will— She stood again and swirled around to face him, her feathers gusting in her wake. Okay, Buster, that's enough. I get you guys in here all the time, always offering wide jewels and chocolates and everything but the kitchen sink— Actually, one chappy ran a plumbing empire. He offered me as many of them as I wanted. And you all think I'll fall...